What's up, guys? This is your host, Natalie Allport, and welcome or welcome back to the All In Podcast. Now, today or this week is a solo episode. I've been really enjoying doing these bi-weekly solo episodes, and I hope you've been enjoying them as well. And today is a question that I get asked a lot. I get asked this a lot uh, through the podcast, on my personal Instagram, on my YouTube, on my TikTok, and that is, Natalie, what is your daily routine? Now, if you haven't listened back to past episodes with incredible athletes, coaches, mentors, check it out because usually... They talk about their daily routine and how important that is. We also always ask our guests a question, which is what is one game changer habit in your daily routine? And so if you haven't gone back and listened to some of those game changer habits, definitely go and do so. Now, on this episode, we are going to talk about the power of a daily routine, and then we're going to go over what mine is and some of those non-negotiables that I find in my day. So if you're interested in the power of a daily routine, learning about it, learning what mine is and why I think some of the things that I do are so important for my mental and physical health and how they could potentially help you, uh, then tune in. And so without further ado, let's go all in. All right, let's dive straight into it. For me, the power of a daily routine is being able to control what we can control. Now, in our daily lives, the results from our job, the results from our athletic pursuits, all these things, they're kind of outside of our control. What we can control is our effort and the decisions that we make, and we want to make optimal decision-making conditions. And that means being proactive and taking care of our mental and physical health. Now, for someone like myself, who part of my job is training and being an athlete, obviously taking care of my mental and physical health is extremely important, but this is extremely important for anybody. And especially I have dealt with a lot of severe mental health uh, issues from depression and anxiety. So I really need to stay proactive in taking care of my mental health because when I am not proactive, then I'm going to have to be forced to be reactive. For example, if I don't do some of the things that are in my daily routine, then later on in, you know, after a week of not doing those or a month of not doing those, stress adds up. And because I'm not taking care of myself mentally um, and physically, which contributes to the mental aspect, then I all of a sudden have to deal with things like panic attacks and more anxiety and stress. And then I have to take more days off because I reach that burnout point, right? And I think a lot of us can relate to that, where if we're not proactive and taking care of ourselves, then we're just outputting and putting ourselves out there and giving energy to other things. And we're never refilling our cup. And that can lead to some worse problems down the road. Now, especially if we're not taking care of our physical health, for example, like we don't brush our teeth every day, which I'm not going to get that detailed and nuanced in this daily routine, but definitely you should brush your teeth. And we actually did have an athlete who said the one game game changer habit for them was brushing their teeth every single day, which I love that answer. It was so unique and uh, should be definitely something that we all do every single day. But for example, you don't brush your teeth every day, all of a sudden you have to deal with gum disease and that's much more costly and painful and potentially harmful to yourself and your life um, than just doing those things every single day and being proactive on it, right? So controlling what we can control and being proactive in your mental and physical health, as well as just becoming better, supporting your personal growth, supporting your goals, um, just lining you up to have a great day is the power of having these daily routines. And if you keep adding up and stacking up those great days, well, 
leads to a pretty good life, right? So I'm going to talk about some of the things that I do in my daily routine or I try to do because I am not perfect. I fall off my routines for sure, but I try to stick with these things and I try to at least have them in my day. If I miss it in the morning, I try to make up for it at night. These are the things that I do daily. Now, by no means am I a specific expert. We have had amazing experts on the podcast, and I suggest you listen into them because I have learned a ton from listening to them, and they have impacted my daily routines. But I also listen to a lot of other podcasts and have had some amazing coaches as during my time as an athlete and, and my time in business and all these things that have helped me with figuring out my daily routine um, that I've learned from. And these people are experts, and they have some great reasons why, including scientists that have the actual studies and and basis to why some of these things work. So uh, let's talk first about, I think, sleep, because sleep is just, you know, it's the basis to our daily routine. I think all of us sleep, hopefully. Uh, And for me, getting seven to nine hours is extremely crucial. Um, I try to lean to the higher end of that. So getting at least eight hours is really important for me. If I'm training really, really hard, trying to get in the upper end of that, um, usually when I get, you know, seven and a half and below, it's, it's, it's detrimental to me. I know some people can survive maybe five, six hours of sleep, but that's not me personally. I feel a lot better when I do get at least my, my eight hours of sleep. Now, what has been studied is that just getting enough sleep isn't actually the most important part, but it's the consistency of your sleep. So if one day you're going to bed at 11 and another day 9 and another day 1 a.m., that is actually pretty detrimental to your sleep because we have this internal clock, our circadian rhythm, that needs to be normalized for optimal uh, functions, including when our hormones are released, uh, things that make us awake, things that make us sleep at the right times. If we're not consistent in our sleep, that actually really does matter. So it's very important to me to try to go to bed within kind of 20, 30 minutes maximum um, from the night before. So of course, sometimes on the weekends, we might stay up a little bit later watching a movie or TV or something, and maybe we sleep in, but I try not to vary that too much. I try to be pretty consistent. So for example, if I'm waking up at seven, you know, trying to make sure I stay within that 6.30 to 7.30 range. And if I go to bed at 10, trying to keep that within the 9.30 to 10.30 range as much as I can. And of course, again, I'm not perfect. And some nights I'll stay up and other days I I might sleep in. And there's the mornings where I have to have to get up for something or a meeting and that I I definitely feel affected by that. But sleep is super important. And we will actually, we're going to go into the morning, but then we'll get all the way back into what I do before sleep that helps me get some more uh, better quality sleep. But Um, first thing in the morning that I try to do is I try to get outside and I try to do this rain or shine. Now this is a big one. And if you haven't listened to the Huberman lab podcast, write that down. I've mentioned it many times on the podcast before. Definitely need to get Dr. Andrew Huberman, a neuroscientist on the podcast because he has so much knowledge that he could share. Um, and we've obviously referenced and talked about him a lot on here, but getting sun or light exposure in the morning is crucial for your circadian rhythm, your energy levels, and making sure that you're ready to go to sleep at the right time. Now he's done full like three hour long episode breakdowns specifically on this. So I'm not gonna cover it in too much depth other than tell you that it's backed in science and really important. 
into our bodies releasing the right hormones and different things. Now, he talks about how even if it's overcast, then you want to spend a little bit more time outside so that your your eyes actually get that exposure um, from light. And it's better than just a screen light. Like a screen light isn't going to do it. Surprisingly, like the indoor lights that we have is still not as much light that you get if you went outside on a cloudy day. So I try to spend, you know, just a a good amount of time in the morning outside, whether it's a quick walk with my dog. Well, it's always pretty much a walk with my dog, but sometimes she likes to make those a little shorter than I would like. And other times we go for a little bit longer walk if, if she's feeling it in the morning. And that is really important for just getting a little bit of blood flow out there um, rather than just kind of standing outside. Um, I'm actually moving forward, which is another thing, like some exercise in the morning is, has been shown to be pretty beneficial. Um, for reducing anxiety levels, stress, and again, your circadian rhythm. So getting that light exposure first thing in the morning is, I I think it's really, really important as early as you can, Um, you know, just within maybe 20 minutes of, of you waking up. Then another thing that I try to do every single day is meditate or breath work. I kind of make these almost one and the same. Meditation for me is kind of, you know, I pay attention to the breath usually in my meditations, but my mind is completely off versus breath work. I'm a little bit more focused on the specific breaths or that I'm following or the classes that I'm doing versus meditation. I might not do a class. I might just have some music on in the background. So I try to do at least one of these things every single day because I've, I've definitely found and noticed the benefits for me in my mental and my physical health uh, by doing this. And definitely if I skip my meditation practice, I notice it coming about with my anxiety levels and my stress levels rising. So try to definitely do that if I can in the morning. But actually lately, I've been just kind of going in the morning after I get that sun exposure, I'm like making breakfast and then I'm starting work. So I've been trying to do uh, breath work, say right, like right after my workouts, which really helps me calm down from that heightened stress state of doing a workout. And then uh, I do some breath work or meditation right before sleep. That, that really helps me. Now, another thing is exercise. Now, I won't get into my whole workout routine because being an athlete is, is a big part of my life. So I spend a lot more time training than if you're not an athlete listening to this, then probably you'll have the time to do. But getting some exercise, no matter if you're trying to be an athlete or not, is extremely important uh, for your mental and physical health. So getting some blood flow, at least half an hour of moving, I think is extremely crucial. Uh, for example, my, my grandma, uh, I Zoom her every single weekday and we do an exercise class for about half an hour. And then after the class, she rides her um, stationary bike for half an hour. And so that's something that I find really important. And, you know, uh, her at 84 years old, I believe, is still getting that exercise and realizing that it's really important um, for her cognitive uh, state and her, her physical health. Um, another thing that I have found really beneficial in my life is is stretching. So if you are exercising every day, spending some time doing something that um, recovers your muscles and, and your body, like stretching or like the meditation and breath work that I talked about, those things are also uh, that uh, something I would definitely recommend. Now then the day is going. Um, I do my training usually during the day, but I know some people, if they work a nine to five, they're probably doing it in the morning or at night. A, a hot take is maybe if you do work a nine to five, do your exercise in the morning while you're getting that sunlight exposure. I think that would be really beneficial because you're kind of hitting two birds with one stone. Um, But otherwise, of course, you can do those at at, at different times. Um, Oh, another thing that I do in the morning is I always have a greens powder. I am 
I'm not promoting any certain greens powder by any means. Uh, I've tried different ones, but I always take a greens powder and um, like omega-3, vitamin D, like different uh, vitamins and, and minerals in the morning uh, because it covers all my basis, I find. No matter what I'm going to eat in the day, at least I know I've started my day with um, some greens that are going to help me with my energy and my health. And I'm also, uh, if you don't know this about me, I really hate salads. Like I, for some reason, have never been able to eat raw vegetables. So I, I, I do eat vegetables, like I cook them though. And so for me to get all my vegetable needs in, um, since I'm not just putting back a salad or whatever it is, uh, the greens is really important for me. If you're someone who eats a ton of greens and you're going to have greens in your breakfast and whatever, then you probably don't need to spend money on some additional supplement. But that's, uh, I wanted to add that in there because that's definitely that's something I've done for years every single day. Even when I'm traveling, I bring them with me. It makes me feel a lot better, especially when I'm traveling and, you know, maybe you're on a road trip and fast food is like the only option. Bring some greens powder with you. You'll, you'll feel a lot better for it. Now, um, yeah, so during the day, things are usually pretty hectic between training, uh, filming different things, creative projects, um, running my business and business projects, um, doing obviously household stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, my days always kind of vary in, in that sense. I always try to get some sort of deep work period. So blocking out, you know, maybe a couple hours for really diving into a project rather than multitasking and running between projects all the time. So highly recommend, um, figuring out when your energy is kind of at its highest and putting either, I mean, if you're a full-time athlete, you know, your most important and cognitively present training session there, or if you have a business or you're working nine to five uh, or working remotely from home, like maybe that's the time that you get into a big deep work project when you're really cognitively present. For me, that's usually mid-morning because um, then I find that just mentally I get pretty fatigued later on in the day and I'm just not thinking as quickly and working as quickly. Um, but yeah, now let's go into sleep habits and how uh, my nighttime routine uh, apart from my morning routine. So um, sometimes this is when I'll, I'll do my, my stretching. I often, I'm a big fan of when it comes to some of these things, um, multitasking in a sense when it comes to like uh, watching TV with my boyfriend at night. That's when I'll do my stretching. So I have like a whole kind of mobility set up both in the bedroom and um, in the living room near the TV. I have like my foam roller and my mats and yoga mats and uh, lacrosse balls and all these things so that I can do soft tissue work and do some stretching and mobility stuff. So I like to multitask that rather than just like be sitting there chilling watching the TV. If I can just chill while I'm doing my stretching mobility, that's uh, that's a really good one for me. Um, I try not to eat anything too close to sleep. That's also, I find, uh, important for me. Although if I am very, very hungry, I also find going to sleep really hungry impacts my sleep. So trying to find a good basis between those two, uh, making sure I'm not like just digesting my food right before I go to sleep, but also making sure that um, being super hungry isn't going to keep me up and impact my sleep as well. Now, currently, I don't really take any sleep supplements. I've experimented with a few different ones. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. I do take CBD uh, drops bef before sleep, usually maybe like an hour before bed. Um, so actually, I do do that, and that does really, really help. But I don't take any um, specific made-for-sleep supplements because I know CBD is made for a lot of different things. You can take it in the morning if you want, not necessarily just for sleep, but I do do that. Um, again, the consistent sleep routine is really helpful and 
I'm trying to keep the room cool, which is hard because we don't have AC, but we do have a fan. And definitely in the winter, we try to keep the room pretty cool. Uh, keeping your room cool has been proven to help you with your sleep. If you're too hot, you've probably realized you might dream crazy and you might wake up a lot and be sweating. So you want to kind of keep your room cool. And then having a wind down routine before bed is important to me. Something to make sure I'm not just going from laptop work straight to sleep or from training straight to sleep. I'm doing something to calm myself down, which is for me is, you know, just kind of watching the TV and stretching. Now, I will cover the last point, which is most people recommend, you know, no screens or no screens in the bedroom and that kind of thing. For me, that's really difficult because uh, I know my boyfriend really likes to watch TV before bed and he's gone all day while I'm working from home and, and training and all these things. So that's kind of our time together and we like to watch some shows and that's kind of our only time to do that. So um, that's why I do have that wind down routine that I do while we're kind of watching a show. We also try to make sure our last show before bed, say we watch maybe two episodes of a show before bed, maybe the first one's like a drama, but the last one's something pretty mindless, like an episode of Friends, where you're not thinking too much about it so that your brain is kind of shutting down and you're getting sleepy. We also do wear blue light blocking glasses at night. And I will say blue light blocking glasses have had a lot of hype lately. I do find they help at night for blocking out that light. However, it's been studied and Dr. Andrew Huberman talks about it on his podcast where blue light blocking lenses uh, during the day is actually not good for you because during the day you actually want blue light to keep you energized and to have energy. So if you're wearing them, uh, you're kind of suppressing that and maybe you're producing more melatonin and things, sleep hormones too early and you're getting sleepy because you're wearing the blue light during the day. So um, I do find that they help me. I know people have differing opinions on this, but uh, only uh, at night and I wear them maybe, you know, a couple hours before bed or something. So I think that's that pretty much covers the, the main basis, which is just make sure that I get some sun exposure, um, especially in the morning. Also, you try to do it to see the sunset, uh, which can help with your circadian rhythm or just during the day, you know, making sure I get an, enough time outside is really important. Um, I, I forgot to mention too, like if you're staring at a screen all day, Going outside and looking in far distances could help because when you're looking at a screen, you're only looking at close distances. So for your eye health, it could be beneficial to make sure you're getting outside more. Uh, making sure I'm exercising, stretching, meditating, or breath work. Um, those are all important. Now, other things I've I've played with is journaling. Uh, that is that's really helped me actually. I've been kind of falling off of it the past few months, but um, definitely something I would say is really good to get into and a gratitude practice. Um, I used to do journaling for gratitude and hopefully I'm going to, you know, work it back into my routine, but I do have like reminders on my phone that send out at 8am with three specific kind of affirmations, gratitude that pop up and things that I'm grateful for, um, and things that I kind of like want to manifest or have happen and, and thinking as if I'm already grateful that they're already in my life. I have those pop up on my phone so that I'm reminded every single day to, um, have a gratitude practice. So I will add that, that one in there. But otherwise, I think that that kind of covers everything, right? Like making sure you have something you do every day for your mental health, something um, that kind of sets you up and resets your, your circadian rhythm. Make sure that you're aware of the times and day. So that's the sun exposure, something that makes you sweat, like an exercise, um, something for recovery, like stretching, and then making sure you're sleeping enough and making sure your morning and night routine support getting enough good quality sleep. So I hope that helped. If you have any questions about my daily routine, feel free to uh, message me on Instagram, either the podcast page, which is at the All In Project, or at Natalie Allport on Instagram. Happy to uh, help answer them. 
And if you like this episode, feel free to give it a share, share it with your friends. That really helps. That is the best way that you can support the podcast and make sure we can keep creating it and pumping out this, this content and information for you guys. So thank you again so much. Hope you have a great day. And uh, let me know if you take any of these into your own daily routine. Hey, I think that the greatest gift in life is presence. So thank you so much for gracing me with your presence of tuning in to this episode. Now, something that I would appreciate a ton and would help this podcast keep growing is if you, one, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media so more people can find the podcast and hopefully we can help impact more people. As well as number two is if you can leave a rating and a written review. That means so much. And once again, thank you for being here.